Awesome. You should get a notification. Cool. You press share. Let everyone come on in right now. Guys, come on in. Join us here at the table. Perfect. You ready? Let's do it, man. All right, guys. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is First Time Podcast. Joiner here at Seat of the Table, Colin Skinner, graduate of Tennessee. Back from 08 to 2012, he went through all the coaching changes oh, then. Yep, all he, of them. He missed out on this year's beautiful. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank Debacle. That, unreal. We're, we're going to dive into that a little bit later right now, folks. We're going to dive into only college football, though, this episode. We're going to talk about the playoffs at first, our bowl game predictions, including the Final Four and Championship. And then we're going to talk about this incredible change in coaching, I guess, toward the end of the season and right now going to the bowl season. Right, Exactly. Call any words right now? You want to say? No, I'm excited to be here, man. It's an honor to be here, and you know, I've, I've, I've followed you a little bit. And uh, as a Tennessee grad, I'm proud to rep my balls up here in Ohio. Absolutely. So yeah. So I met I met short story for everyone. I met Colin at a birthday party for a person I work with at work. Yeah. And uh, just pretty much talked to him about him being a Tennessee person, and then all of a sudden. That was before the season even started, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, we were talking college football like here it comes. And then you came even the one time to Art City when you guys lost in the Hail Mary. Yeah, oh, that Georgia? Florida, dude. Florida. 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 I've forgotten already, Florida. Florida. Believe it or not. How do we lose to Florida? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't even want to, yeah, don't <laughs> even want to talk about it. Well, luckily, my team up here with Ohio State played great towards the end of the season besides that early loss in November, but the short staff there. Let's dive right in at the Final Four right now. Sure. You are an SEC lover. Yes, was was brainwashed SEC. As say that. You have to say that. <laughs> the number one team coming into the Final Four is Clemson Tigers, the defending reigning champs of the mm-hmm. 2016 uh, college football playoff. Right. Number two is the Oklahoma Sooners. The Big 12 had a layoff, and now they're back in it. Right. Oklahoma was the last team to go in for the Big 12, did not have a good showing at all. They beat Ohio State earlier in September and have looked unbelievable besides a one slip-up against Iowa State. Well-deserving number two seed. They're playing the SEC champion, one-loss team in the Georgia Bulldogs, your bitter rival. And then the number four team, folks. We can talk about this all day, whether they got it right or wrong. The committee decided to put in the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's right. Thoughts about the Final Four? Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? What's your opinion on it? Sure, absolutely. You know, it's a toss-up, like you said. You can get blue in the face until, you know, you just you pick somebody. I personally think, and this is Buckeye family aside. Okay. Just have to throw it out yes. there, too, for trust issues. No, Buckeye family aside, I think they got it right. Okay. Uh, I was defending Ohio State to the very end because of their conference championship. Uh, because their quality wins, as Urban Meyer said a couple times, you know, two top four victories. Yeah. Flip over to Alabama, they've got a win against uh, the number 17 team in the land, number 23, yeah. who is LSU, Mississippi State. We won't even get into their resumes because they're not it's that rough. great this it's year. Rough. Sorry, SEC fans. Um, so, so that right there would, would point towards Ohio State. And again, it get, comes back to the conference championship and, yes. and who is the champion. And Alabama, you know, I kept refreshing my phone, couldn't find their score. On Saturday, because they weren't playing. <laughs> they were not playing. They were watching Ohio State and Indianapolis at 8 o'clock. Exactly right. So, however, I was thinking during the Buckeye game, which was an interesting game, you know, I started thinking if they, you know, at the beginning of the game, if they win, I think they're in. But but then it was, if, if they don't win pretty here, yes. 
And as JT was was not progressing during the game and throws are getting sloppy, this is not going to look good for the you know the committee's eyes. Yes. And so if it is a toss up, they may blow this yes. by still being champions, not playing well against Wisconsin. Who did end up being number six? Yes. Very respectful team. One of the best defenses I've seen in years yep. with the first year defensive coordinator. So to get back to your question, I do think they did the right thing. If I had to bet my, I think Booger said this on, on the broadcast, if he had to bet his salary on one of the teams, who's the better team? He would bet on Alabama, and I, I agree with him. So going back to what you said, JT regressed. And that's been mm-hmm. his problem his entire career at Ohio State. Right. I mean, he's been here for years now. I mean, you got to go back to when Ohio, Ohio State's won, won the first college football championship. Yeah. He was the starter for the first 11 games. Right. He went down at uh, 12 games. He lost to Michigan, or he, he lost his job when he got injured. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was injured the rest of the year. Right. Cardell Jones took over, and it was between Ohio State, TCU, or Baylor at that yeah. year. Yeah, wow, yeah. So what happened right. was, and the same thing happened, Cardell came in and blew Wisconsin out of the water. Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. That's right. Gus Johnson. Gotta love him. So the thing with that is, we blew out a team at the last week when everyone else's eyes were on us, mm-hmm. playing a very good com- opponent. JT never did that, and you said it correctly. Right. We, ne- I, you also got to look at the aspect he had surgery on Sunday. Well, that's true. And had six days. First off, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, Urban is blown. I mean, fans of, uh, I'm not a JT lover at all. Don't get me wrong. I do not like JT as my quarterback. Right. But you got to tap your hat for that. I mean, to, to to get 15 hours of just rehabilitation through the whole week, right. Right. every single day, right. to get ready for a like, single game, and you're and it's not like he's not gonna th- like he has to run the ball. Exactly. He can't just throw the ball and look like Horny Brook. He has right. to run the ball. Right. He ran the ball. He got hit, and he still got up every single time. Looking at it, though, I do think Alabama was the better team at the very end to put in because we did not look good enough against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So let me flip the script, though. Sure. If Urban Meyer does not start JT Barrett and puts Dwayne Haskin in, okay. you have a whole different situation because it looks like the 2014 team. you got to erase mm-hmm. the Iowa loss by 30-plus points because... It's not the same quarterback running the system. Sure. If Dwayne comes in and wins by 30 points against Wisconsin, right. it's a whole new team. Yep. Do you think you, Ohio State gets in over Alabama at that point? If no. they win by 20 points plus. Okay, so that's your outcome. You know, I I don't for the, for the reason that Haskins is a, a new quarterback. Now, was Cardale? Yes, he was. You know, did we see him against Michigan? Yes, we did. It's, it's the exact same script, and people were saying it's, you know, it's homage to 2014, which was Ohio State's big year. I just, I hate to say it, but the, I think they're still clinging to this pedigree yep. that Bama brings to the table. I think, I, no pun intended, the tide is shifting in terms of, you know, Saban is still there, so things aren't going to change for a while until he leaves. Yes. Uh, but but I still think that, um, you know, their pedigree is is one that you really cannot compare. Ohio State is... One of the only other programs I would say that has a chance to topple them, which is interesting yep. when you compare the two. Yes. Do I think that they get in with Haskins? I still don't. I think, for some reason, you know, it wouldn't be fifty-nine to zero. If it was, maybe. But I say if Haskins. If we won fifty-nine nothing, I think we'd get it hundred percent. That's right. I yeah. think time's a flat circle at that point. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, it's a back to twenty fourteen. <laughs> it's always funny though. You look at the college football playoff every single year. Alabama has made it to the final four. Yeah. And the only year they didn't make it to the championship was the first year when Ohio State beat them in the semifinal. Right. So right. the committee has that to look at. Okay, they've never let us down. And that game with Ohio State and Alabama back in the day was incredible oh, to watch. Yeah. Yep. Now you go to Ohio State. 
They've been in it now twice, almost for a third time. Right. Every single time they're on the border. Yeah. Every single time. 2014, they get in barely over the Big 12, two champions. They win it all. 2015, they are on the outside looking in when they lose to Michigan State at the very end of the year. Right. Right. And then last year, they ended up winning, or they ended up getting in over the Big Ten champion Penn State, and this year we're looking on the outside. That's right. I mean, it's unbelievable how close Ohio State is getting in compared to Alabama just always sitting there pretty at one or two. Absolutely. One or right. two every single year. Now, then going back to the scheduling part of Alabama. Sure. This is my last question about Alabama. Sure. Alabama last, or two weeks ago, plays Mercer. Right. Now, Mercer, compared to everyone else, is a nobody. They're mm-hmm. one double A. There's no chance of them even making a bowl game, whether they go going to feed or not. Right. They're a joke. Mm-hmm. You cannot, in my opinion, you cannot have a, a team with the caliber of Alabama playing a team of that non-caliber of a team right. in Mercer and then having their schedule being that much better than Ohio State when Ohio State lost to the number two team. Yes, if Auburn would have won for the SEC, then right. Alabama's loss would have been the SEC champ and now in the, in the, in the Final Four, but that didn't help. It's not how it worked out. Right. We lost to Iowa. That's fine. But are you saying that if Ohio State schedules Mercer Week 2 instead of Alabama, they're in? <sighs> I mean, it has to be at that point. Yeah. I mean, to your point, yes. I, I think so. I mean, Oklahoma and Mercer is literally incomparable. You yes. cannot compare the teams. And, and even Ohio State losing as early as they did uh, would have been okay. And, of course, the Iowa blemish is is unforgivable. And I think that in the committee's yes. eyes, at oh, the they end hated of the day, it. They hated it. that was something that they could not reconcile. I don't know if you saw the Alabama football schedule for next year. It gets even worse. I have not taken a look yet. They start off the season. Well, first, let me ask you a question. This, sure. is, this is a trivia question. Sure. Since 2007, when Alabama decided to take over the reins in the SEC pretty much, right? how many true non-conference road games has Alabama had? True non-conference road games. Because at the beginning of the year, they played Florida State at the neutral site right. in Georgia. Right, okay. That's not okay. a true road okay. game. A okay. true road game, going to another person's place and playing there. Guess how many times they've done it since 07. Since 07? So 10 years now, how many teams, how many uh, how many road games? You know, I would think maybe one a year, so eight or nine. Two. Two? Two. They always have their biggest game of the year to start out with as a neutral site. And they've had they've been doing that for years now. Going back, they, Interesting. Played, they played Michigan back when Jerry Jones World started up. Yep. Um, right. This year coming up, this is the Alabama schedule. They start off the year in a neutral site against Louisville. Okay. You got to realize though, Louisville is losing Lamar Jackson. Right. Lamar Jackson is that team offense yeah. of guru on that. Yeah. I mean, hot, true, former Heisman Trophy winner. He won't win it this year. Baker Mayfield will. Right. He's going to be gone. They're going to have a whole new offense. Right. They're going to roll through Louisville. Yes. Their other non-conference games: Arkansas State, nobody. No. Texas A and oh, and I'm sorry, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, no, new coach. They just fired their coach. <laughs> Nobody, right? And then November 17, last second last week, they play the Citadel. Oh my goodness! It gets the... worse. It's gonna have the exact same thing this year as we did next year. It's right. gonna happen. If they right. lose one game to Auburn, Auburn's gonna win the SEC West, right. and then be sitting there with one loss. Right. They're gonna get in again next year with the same BS as they well, did this year. I'll tell you this much: no one talks about this down south. Nor have they really talked about it until this year. I think that it's legitimate. It's come up because they were, you know, on the fringe. You know, this this number four spot is like the Cinderella, you know, winner takes all, you know, spot where they're. I mean, all the broadcasters were talking about, you know, drum roll, please. It's like it's like the biggest deal. And I think we're so used to hearing Alabama's name, it just, you know, in the end, they asked Ohio State. So yep, exactly. I was surprised. It happens sometimes. Ohio State still is a good bowl game. We can talk about the bowl That's games right. out. Sure. Let's, Let's go. 
looking at the bowl games, you want me to go about who I like the bowl most? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about what, which bowl games we like the most and why. I've got three down right now. I'm going to talk about this Penn State-Washington game. A lot of people are like, why do you care about the PlayStation Fiesta? Well, I know they got to switch up names every single year. Uh, Penn State's favored by one and a half points, and the over-under in that, folks, is 55. If you're a betting person, take Penn State by one and a half and way over 55. Mm -hmm. Bowl games, folks, they, there's yeah. rarely no defense, especially when you don't Aren't, you are not playing for a championship. Right. They're going to go balls to walls. They're going to have trick plays. You have Saquon Barkley playing his last game in that Nittany Lions jersey. Yep. You got a lot of players on that team that Trace McSorley might be going pro as well. Right. That are going to leave it all on the table to, to represent their university. Right. These teams are the top tier in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Uh, Penn State could have been in the Final Four last year, pretty much with the same team, and then mm -hmm. Washington was in the Final Four last year yeah. as that four Don't seed. Forget. Right. So both these teams have very high-powered offenses. You also see uh, the old Boise State coach now over in Washington. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah exactly. So it's going to be high scoring. I like that game a lot. I'm very excited to see what happens with not the best team in the Pac-12 in the Big Ten, but the, like the second or third best right. team. So right. we'll see. I'm, I like that game a lot. Yeah, it's a good matchup. It's yeah. interesting. What do you, who do you like? I like Penn State there. I think you you nailed on the head with Saquon's last game. Yep. Trace McSorley. They play with a lot of confidence and a lot of. Even some flair, which for the Big Ten is can be a big deal, and yep. uh, Franklin usually has a pretty you know angry football team. I feel like in big games, and like you said, it's out west, the bowl game. It'll be high flying. Yep. And then the next game I like. This game is very intriguing because the, all these the, both these teams were undefeated late in the year. It was Wisconsin against Miami. Mm. Both teams are runner ups in the ACC and Big Ten. Right. Wisconsin's ranked six. Miami's ranked tenth. Both teams have the. Come like for Wisconsin has been undefeated this late in the season. Are they legit? They haven't played anybody. Miami, same thing. Haven't been this good since so 203. They're undefeated. Are they back? Right. But when it comes time to play the big team, they did not show up. Yeah. Ohio State, and then for Wisconsin, then Miami lost to Pittsburgh and then got slaughtered. Yeah. By Clemson. I didn't see that game because I was at the Ohio State uh, Big Ten Championship. Right, Indy. I went at halftime, checked my phone, <laughs> I saw it was like 33 to 3. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. Is Miami a joke? Are they? Are they just get lucky, like sliding by the ACC schedule? Well, they sure didn't need to play that game. I think we knew Clemson was the better team, yes. but it was just a debacle for Miami. Offense is not clicking. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like there's a lot of um, breakdowns on the field. You know, the, the turnover chain is kind of the big deal. So the cameras on it's the side. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Seeing it, that. It, it is fun, right? Yes. It is fun. Someone had said, you know, they're. Pawning the turnover chain in, in a Charlotte pawn shop after this game because it was, it was that brutal. It I mean, was. And it's, it's too bad that everyone was saying they're back. And I think Miami will always have a target on their back anyway. It's just because. You have the 230. She also had that 230 for 30 come out of you about yeah. on ESPN. Right. right. Showing how much swag you had. And it's, it's pretty much ganged up for the generation of, of, our our generation and maybe a little bit younger sure. for the kids that weren't alive during that. Right. Obviously, I remember the 2002-2003 national championship with Ohio State beating Miami yeah. on the last Classic. double overtime with Maurice Claret. But the kids that are younger not growing up weren't alive for that. Right. They were born a year or two. They were little babies. Sure. So the thing I have with that is like, oh, they were so good in the 80s. They had the swag to the 90s and they brought it till 2002. And then after that, they just dropped off. It right. was like the face of a cliff going straight off the edge. Unreal. And now it's like they're finally back, but 
then you you showboat all this stuff. You right. got the swag back with the chain, and then you guys start losing ball games at the very end. It's like, what are you doing? I think it was a little early, Bobby, if I'm being honest. But they have Ricked at the helm, which I think is a big deal for them. Yes, they're going to be taken care of. I just think it was a little premature. They weren't they weren't supposed to be good this year. They're supposed to be next year, right? And he just kept winning ball game after ball game after ball game. Hands off to them. I mean, they've really had a good year. It seemed like the fan base was really coming back strong too. You had footage of them last years of literally it looked like. Game. There's no one in the nobody, stands, nobody. and it's kind of sad, like you said, to see a, a story program from our childhood, yes. if you grew up in the '90s, yes. to you know looking like you know a Division two game or yep. a, a high school game. It's yep. Miami. And how's that happen? But you see in the thirty for thirty-two, like they're waiting for. A, it's hard to root for, for professional teams in the state of Florida because there's so much other activity to do. Yeah. Right. You go. To, I mean, my parents live down in the St. Pete, Tampa area. Yeah. The Rays games are dead. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers games are dead. The Dolphins games are dead. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are in first place, and the games yeah. are not sold out. It's That's like, right. what are you doing here? Yeah, right. But now you see the Miami Hurricanes back in the 80s and 90s. They were sold out. It was yeah. the hardest ticket to get. They were harder to get than when the Dan Marino was playing with the Dolphins <laughs> then. Right. So, right. Now, now, so it would have been different if they had the turnover chain back then, the early 2000s, because they had the team to beat. Yeah. I mean, you got to realize, going back to that 2002, when they went to the National Championship against Ohio State, right. Frank Gore was the starting running back. <sighs> He's still running the NFL That's right now. Thing. Right. That's exactly. unbelievable. Yep. I mean, how good that every single player on both sides of the ball pretty much was drafted. Right. So if, it would been, if they had that back then, that was the thing to do. This year was the first year back, and it just kind of bit them in the butt. Every Pittsburgh, when they beat them, they had their Pitt Panther chain. Right. And it, it, it kind of bit them in the yes, butt. Yes, it did. Now the next trivia question. This is for the Notre Dame fans out there. Okay. The Irish are playing LSU. They played a couple years ago in a bowl game. I want to say back in 2010. I have to look this up for for to uh, clarify myself. When is the last time Notre Dame won a bowl game after January 1st? Ooh, you folks are about to be mind blown. Well, I can think of some rough ones against Ohio State. Yes, they, they, they have not beat Ohio State the old, in my lifetime. The old uh, that's right, Brady Quinn. Yep. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. Yep. Split jersey game. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, I would think early 2000s, maybe. 1994, January 1st was the last time really? they won a bowl game after. January 1st. 94. 90, I wasn't alive yet. I was born June 6th, 94. <laughs> <laughs> 23, so 23 years now. Almost the relic show that they won. So that's the thing. When, when people come at me, and like, oh, Notre right. Dame is back. Notre Dame has not been back since the 80s. Wow. The last time wow. they won last year was 88. Right. And it's like, okay, you start out 8-0, and then you lose three of the next four. Right. And that's why Kelly's been on the hot seat for so long. They mm -hmm. finally came out with like, okay, they don't have to win – they don't have a conference. They can just win out and they'll be fine. Exactly. The problem I have with them is they just don't know how to finish. Yep. I mean, the t they needed to beat Stanford at the end of the year, and they lost the week yes. Ohio State beat Penn right. Michigan. So yep. that's I'm like, right. you need to win these games to prove yourself. Cause exactly. I realize you have a tough schedule, but win the ball games. Right. Alabama's always had a tough schedule. They win the ball games to get themselves in, the, in this situation. Exactly. And we'll see what they have. And they play LSU. It's a big game on both sides. LSU. Man, they had an up and down gear with you no and the SEC. Kidding. They lost to Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, for folks out there in Athens watching this podcast, Ohio University played Troy last year in the bowl game. Yeah. That, that team beat LSU. Played. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, and down south watching the Vols game, LSU looked good. And so, you know, when you watch their running game, they do what they do well. Yes. And that's from the ball. But they can't put a season together right now. No. And, and I, I think from watching the beginning of the year, I would have said they're fortunate to be in a bowl game like they are here. Yeah, they ended up winning some ball games through the year, but not the LSU team we're used to. And and again, quarterback play—that's the common, um, you know, 
complaint down there. Yep. They just they run the ball. And they have it's the same with Wisconsin, though. I feel like they're the same thing. They, they have big offensive lines. Right. Coach O right. and Coach Chris are the same thing. Yep. Run the ball. Exactly. They got the guy named Juice down there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, right. Guys, exactly. yeah, yeah. We, we call him Juice, to be honest. Yeah, and then and now they took over for Fournette. I mean, right. could, LSU's a production of big wide receivers mm-hmm. and big running backs in the NFL. Exactly. Wisconsin's big offensive line and big running backs. Exactly. Wisconsin's Never a quarterback. The last time they had a quarterback was Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Yeah. And that was back in 06. Right. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, something to note too is Hornibrook threw the ball forty times. I saw that, dude. I never saw that in my life. A, t- a, a quarterback throw for that many times against um, Ohio State. Exactly, and to think that they'd be in the ball game if, with Hornibrook throwing the ball forty times would have blown my mind. But if you told me that before the game, I think Chris had an out coach. Like he thought Hornibrook was going to finally step up for this team, and he yeah. just he yeah. can't. He doesn't have the capability against. That's his, that's his Achilles, Achilles right. heels, though. He won what nineteen games in a row after losing Ohio State last year yeah. in Madison. Right. Oh, he's got the longest win streak in the nation. And then they lose to Ohio State again. So the last two losses for Wisconsin are both to Ohio State. The last time Notre Dame played LSU, it was the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Okay. 2014, big it's bowl Nashville. game. Nashville, it's Tennessee. That right is, there. that is you right there. 31-28, <laughs> Notre Dame won that game. Okay. I got to see who the quarterbacks were in this team because yeah. this is, oh, Kais, or, uh, Zaire, Malik Zaire, yeah. Ever Golson. That wow. might be the last time he was there. <laughs> Because he fell off the map. Yeah, he did. And then a guy named Anthony Jennings. Yeah. Wow. That was wow. throwback. I mean, again, look at Anthony pass. Jennings. Anthony Correct. Jennings, 7 for 14. He threw the ball 14 times. Yep. Both. I mean, they threw for 26 combined. but Right. Mind blowing. They just same, same thing three right. years ago, four years ago for LSU. Tough defense from the ball. All right, let's, let's break it down the final four before we go into the crazy coaching sure. carousel. The number one team, the Clemson Tigers with Dabo Sweeney. Dabo. South frat Carolina, yeah, he's a frat star. He went to <laughs> Alabama. Played at yes, Alabama. That's right. Yes. That's right. Going against God, the man. runners up. I mean, this is this is the national right. championship last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, who do you have? Let's go with the spread. Let's see the spread real quick before I even say anything. The spread right now is Alabama is favored in this ball game. That's interesting. Holy I heard that earlier today. Over, kind of surprised me. Over under is forty seven and a half, folks. This yep. game is being played. In, that's probably why in their backyard, the Sugar Bowl in New right. Orleans. So good venue for this game. I think it's down south. You know, I think it's a good location for both fan bases. They're going to travel well, obviously. Yes. I think to the naked eye, with Clemson finishing the way they did, a lot of people will say that they should be the favorite team. They are the favorite team coming in. Yes. Back to what we talked about earlier. Bama is favored in this game. Bobby, they're not they, even conference champ. They, they lost. They're to runners up in the SEC West. I know that they are a a five star. You know, caliber team with a lot of athletes, but can they be a team who just obliterated Miami, yes. who was running the table? I think it's to 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 America's point. I think, and especially you know, Bama. Um, you know, they're favored. They it, it, it really surprises me. This is this is the year. I guarantee you. By the end, by the time January first rolls around. The spread might flip because a lot of a lot of right. big betters will bet on South Carolina or on Clemson. Um, I'm looking at this game. It's so weird because looking at Alabama's schedule to end the year, it yeah. was not good. Like oh. it, they did not look good to impress me. They got right. slacked by Auburn at the end of the year. Right. They should have lost to Mississippi State at Star in Star. Is that Starksville? That's what they played. Correct. Starksville. Yeah. Starksville. Yeah. And I think that Nick Saban, like 
I guess he practiced them too hard until the end of the year. Mm. I mean, they, they have such an That's easy stress. I mean, they even said that. I forget what show I was watching. They said, by the end of the year, the guys are just so gassed. And he right. doesn't lay off the pedal because he wants them to be the best possible. It's yeah. great, but give your guys a rest. Exactly. I mean, that's maybe why they're playing the Citadel next next year, November 17th, <laughs> right. right before they have to play Auburn. But I have Clemson winning this ball game. Okay. I do not see Alabama losing or winning this ball game okay. being favored, especially what the last time we saw them. Last two weeks ago, lose right. to Auburn. Right. They do not. They do not show me to the fourth best team in the nation. Absolutely. Does Bama have an Achilles heel? I mean, do they have Dabo Sweeney? You... Dabo Sweeney is their Dabo. Achilles heel. Dabo Sweeney is also Urban Meyer's Achilles heel. Absolutely. He's an unbelievable coach. He, he, he also is a five-star recruiter. Every single player on the team is a five-star athlete. Almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have looked so good the last couple of years, and Clemson finally. Getting the recognition of being the number one seed finally, not having Alabama, but I, I don't see them losing. He outcoached Nick Saban the end of the second half, right. fourth quarter of that last championship game. Right. I mean, they had the best, in my opinion, quarterback for college football, Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. The Browns passed up on him. I don't know why. He's a proven winner. The guy gets yeah. the job done. Yep. I do not think that they will lose. Who's the quarterback for Alabama? He's uh, yeah, hurt. Jalen yeah, Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't. Hurts. I, hurts yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't think he's. I don't think he's got, got the talent to beat him this year. Yeah, you know the the common theme that I've heard, especially the the Bama fans that I know have been saying he's not throwing the ball very well this year, and you don't hear a lot of negativity about Bama ever. You haven't heard much about them this year, and I think again back to their schedule, it wasn't very strong. So you're not turning the TV on and saying, oh, Bama's in a close game against you know powerhouse LSU or something like that. It just wasn't that kind of year. They didn't schedule one big. Florida State was kind of a flop this year, and they played again at a neutral site. So, you know, the passing game for Alabama, I think, is their biggest problem going into this game. And also watching the Clemson game uh, against Miami, the Clemson defense, when they get settled in and they're up by, say, 14, they're a scary team to play. Oh, yes. They looked comfortable. They looked like five stars. They're confident. Uh, they they just seem to to know their positions well. They're like a well disciplined team, I would say. So, I think it'd be interesting to see Bama go down early in this game. It's not gonna, saying they do it again. I think it's last shootout. year. Yeah. I, absolutely. I think it's going to be a close game. I have Clemson in this one too. Okay. So. Are we both agreeing on Clemson? The next game. Oh, it's going to be a barn burn. I think I think oh, both teams don't have defenses. Up. Love this matchup. We have right. the number two Oklahoma Sooners right. with Baker Mayfield, who's going to be. In my opinion, the next Johnny Manziel, whether he keeps his head clean or not, <laughs> the right. guy's an athlete. He's right. fun to Plain watch. flags everywhere. He lost my respect on that one, but he's still a fun athlete to watch. He is. And it's as coming. much as me, like, seeing him doing that at Ohio Stadium, right. I can't root for the SEC. Sure. And he's playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Very young team. Yes. I mean, they are super young, all up and down. They lost their quarterback early. Yeah. And yeah, now they're right. they're they they got slaughtered by Auburn. Yeah. You think oh it's over and they come back and play Auburn the next time in the That's SEC right. championship and just beat the living hell out of them in the second half. That's right. They clinch a spot. They're playing in where are they playing at. They're playing so it's be the Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl. correct? Oh, yeah. All the way in Pasadena. Oh. Watch out for the uh, the fires out That's there. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly it's crazy. But I the uh, it's one point favor for Georgia. Both SEC SEC teams are favored. Yeah. That blows my mind. Interesting. Over under for this one though, sixty points, <laughs> high scoring. Yep. I have Oklahoma by ten points plus. Okay. Okay, I can see that happen. I think Baker is, he's got a mindset. He wants to be the best possible. You'll see when he when he has the Heisman Trophy this upcoming Saturday yeah. in New York. Yeah. He'll be crying. Oklahoma means so much to this guy. Yeah. He loves playing for this team. Right. It's a fu- again, fun athlete. 
and he gets the job done. He does. So. Absolutely. He is he's probably one of the most fun athletes to watch. Like you said, even though he came in and did work in Columbus. Yeah. Uh he's he's so competitive, he's fiery. Uh wasn't that surprised. You know, I think the media really blew up the the, the gestures and stuff. I mean, to me that's just part of the game. It that's how he that's who he is though. Right. He's not he's not acting to be like this is his personality. It is. You know? The cameras are on him. Yeah. I, I get that. It's families watching ESPN. You know, understand. Yes. yes. But I, I agree, and I think that it's going to be, again, in a bowl game, it's, they're going to be high-flying, pulling out all the stops like they did in Columbus, yep. but their play calling was incredible. And, you know, they beat TCU twice. And, they, you know, they say the hardest thing to do in sports is to beat Gary, a team twice. And Gary Patterson's a tough guy to lose. Absolutely. Like, so, oh, give him credit. Yes. Give, give this team credit. Baker will be fun to watch in this one. So, you think Oklahoma's going to win this ballgame? I, you know what? I have, sorry, SEC, I have Oklahoma in this one because I think they're playing the best football yes. right now. Yep. Here at the end of the year. Yes. Talking about Alabama, or excuse me, Notre Dame not finishing well. The opposite for Oklahoma. They just are both teams. So Clemson well. loses to Syracuse in October, right. and then Oklahoma loses September as, or it might have been yeah September to Iowa State, and they just go on a tear. Right. I mean, yes, right. Oklahoma has a couple close games against Oklahoma State. Those are just shootouts. Right. But their offense doesn't take a step back. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. They are just rolling through these teams. Right. Yes, they're playing the Big Twelve. It's very hard. To not score over fifty points because mm-hmm. defense. I mean, you and I are playing defensive backs at this point. Over there. <laughs> exactly. It's not good. Right. It's not good defense. You're not seeing these guys getting drafted to make defensive plays. They're drafting all their offensive exactly weapons. Exactly right. So you're having both SEC teams lose. We're both agreeing on that. Correct. I have also all Big Ten teams winning their BCS bowl games: Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Okay. That will get the the people, the analysts talking Absolutely. about should they have had a Big Ten team represent because right. the, the Big Ten didn't have a good non-conference this year because the best team, Ohio State, lost to Oklahoma when they needed to win. Right. And then no one else really went out there and played that many tough teams, but if they did, they lost. Right. But then they beat up on each other in the Big Ten, like the SEC had been doing in the past, and then both they represent twice. But, I mean, it'll be talked about, I think, They'll be like, oh, you can't do this again, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. We'll move on from there. But right. it's going to be a, a discussion to see, oh, Big Ten went 3-0 in the big bowl games. SEC went 0-2. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens with that. Going to the championship, though, it'll be Clemson against Oklahoma. I think, I think it's in Jerry's world. No, it's in the new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Georgia. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So looking at that game, I'm going to give two things. Now, you look at quarterbacks throughout our lifetime right. that have been – Cameras on them at all times. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Every 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 time he did something, the camera was there with yep. him. When he learned the Tebow, Johnny Manziel. Within the last four years, everything right. every everything was on him. And now Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Two, one of those guys has a, cha- a championship trophy in two of those. And that's Tim Tebow. Right. Johnny never had the talent to take him over the edge with the rest of his team. Right. I think Oklahoma finally gets it done. Yeah. I think okay. with, with a brand okay. new coach. Okay. Taking Lincoln Riley, man, what a job he's done! Absolutely, I, I think he gets the job done and beats Davo Sweeney, and then we see a whole new role at the top for new coaches because it's been Davo, Urban, and Saban. Yep, and it's been those three the last couple of years. You've seen all three of those teams have won national championship the last three years, right? But I think Lincoln Riley's about to bust that party open. Okay, I think that's very viable. Okay, and the way he came into Columbus, acted like he is you know is ten years older. Yes. Uh, yeah, a well, it seems to be a well-coached team this year, and I, that would be an awesome matchup. And I think it's a win-win in terms of who we get this year. Um, I think that Clemson-Oklahoma would be a fan favorite, too, across the nation. I think we want to see both teams play each other with Baker's offense against Clemson's defense, yep. 
her experience and they're and they're good. And you've got Etienne on the offensive side for yeah. Clemson against somewhat of a suspect defense for Oklahoma this year. Yeah, but. As you said earlier, it's the Big 12. It's what they do. Yep, exactly. They play video games. Yeah, that's it's right. All off you guys can score 40, we'll score 50. Exactly right. Exactly. I'm going to look at this. you got Kelly Bryant for Clemson. He's been the quarterback all year long except the time they lost Syracuse. Correct. He did, he did get hurt. Correct. Baker's been the quarterback the entire year and has not taken a step back except getting right. the suspension for the first series. Right. Um, at the very end of the year against West Virginia, I still don't think Oklahoma will lose. I mean, it'll be a great game. Clemson could win, but I don't think they will. Okay. I'm going to stick to Oklahoma by <coughs> seven points. It could be 42-35. Absolutely. I can see that being the final score. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's go to the coaching stuff. Let's talk. This, okay, folks, if you're watching, have you shared this, by the way? Have, we, have you shared your stuff? No, no, no. Let me share it. Oh, you got to share it. So let me share this. I want your friends to hear it. first time right here. Okay. Yeah, okay. go to the video. Okay, right here, right here. Click it. And okay. Then you just press share on your page. Because you know, this this is, folks, he went to Tennessee. He's got people still down in Knoxville. Go balls. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. Go balls. I mean, moved up here in January. Yes. So was there for about eight or nine years. So we're going to talk about the crazy coaching changes we've had. We're going to first talk about Tennessee. Yeah. Butch Jones. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right. So describe your time at Tennessee and all the coaches you went through. Sure. So my brief history at UT, and, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry for myself. I started in finance freshman year. <laughs> Quickly made a phone call and changed to journalism. Yes. Now, my freshman year during that god-awful finance year was Philip Fulmer at the helm. He was the OG there. It's un right. It's unreal to think. It's it seems so long. There's been so many different flavors and yep. so many different coaching searches in my time in Knoxville for my four and a half years there, and then my time afterwards, just in the adult world working. Yep. Uh, it's it's amazing to look back and, and think that Fulmer was there. But you had Fulmer. Um, then we had um, Kiffin come in. Yep. And thank the Lord I was writing for the paper when Kiffin, which is all true, he left in the middle of the night, had the police escort. Um, you know. So that was real. He had the police escort him out of there because he thought something bad was going to happen. Yes. And I would not have been surprised if... I think the police just wanted him out. Once once people in Knoxville heard what happened, yes. they were like, You're, you have a you know a one-way ticket to the airport. You know, get on plane and leave. Um, there was no funny business. It was unreal when that happened. Then you had Dooley come in yep. after that, and he was, you know, a Southern guy, um, and he had coaching blood. His dad is a big time coach at Georgia. Yep. Let's do it. I believe was his name. Yep. Um, and, and really couldn't get the ball rolling. In fact, he used a lot of, you know, Fulmer's and the Kiffin's players, um, and I, it just wasn't a good fit. Never really felt like a good fit. Well, it's never your kids. You're coaching. I know they always say, like, wait for your kids, but you still have to transition into being that coach. Right. Because you're not going to have 10 years to be this coach and get your guys in. You have to take over. Right. And you see that with Michigan a lot. When they change their coaches, usually that coach does well with the other coaches' yeah. kids. Right. And then after that, they get their own kids and it right. goes downhill. But exactly. you got you got to transition to that very quickly, especially in today's age. But go ahead. Keep Abs- going. Well, absolutely. No, you're exactly right. And I, I think that Dooley lost all of the big games in Knoxville. Yep. And, and at that point... We'd had three coaches, and it was, it was unfortunately time for a change. And that's when you had the groomer start. And groomers, if you don't know, comes from rumors about John Gruden. Yes. John Gruden was a GA at UT, I believe. He, he Back married in the day. a Knoxville a woman is his wife now. I think they have a house in Knoxville. Um, he flies in a lot. He's got a lot of friends in high places in Knoxville. So. Gruden's rumors started. We called them groomers. Um, I love that. In fact, we even would write a Z at the end. We would hashtag it because there is a 
bar on Knoxville, it's very forgettable, called Rumors. Okay. And people used to say that nothing good ends with a Z. So we just started putting a Z on the end of Groomers, and it just kind of became a joke, honestly. So, anyways, obviously he never gets hired. Charlie Strong was a big name for okay. a while there. I remember in my house as a senior at that time, we we thought he may come in. And Butch Jones comes in. Butch Jones was a marching band guy growing up, had a great team in Cincinnati. This is interesting. Butch Jones actually followed the coattails of um, Kelly. Chip at, Kelly. At Chip Kelly. Day. Yep, absolutely. Did, did not know that at the time. Found that out, I think, a year or two ago. Yeah. So, anyways, high flying guy, marketer, brander, has this thing brick by brick, which we're all on board about because we just want to win. We yep. want a a fast offense. We want some pizzazz, I think, back in Neyland Stadium. And for a while, again, he's using other players and he was recruiting pretty well. So he we was. were happy. Yes. Once again, gotta win the big games. You gotta you win the rivalry. You games. guys lost to Alabama by like one possession, like back to back years yeah. on like last second right. possessions. Absolutely, and and thank the Lord for for Dobbs too because he really got out, got us out of some pickles. Yep. Was never really the passer we wanted, but but with his feet, he's a smart guy. Obviously, he heard every single game. He's an you know, astrophysicist, yes. Astro Dobbs, they called him. So, anyways, uh, the the scene now is is very unique. I think. To sports, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it before. No. With social media where it's at today, um, and, and Twitter, and, and essentially what sounded like something pre-planned, where Fulmer and some of the old boosters wanted to take back the program, it was embarrassment. It was a purge of sorts. So you guys didn't win a single SEC game right. this year. Coming Correct. into the game, or into the season, you already had Butch Jones. On the hot seat, mm-hmm. it was hotter than ever. Like, oh, right. we need to win now. The, right. pro- the problem I have with your program is it's the same as Nebraska, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You guys were powerhouses in the in the late nineties, sure. Right before the, I guess you guys won the first BCS championship ever, wasn't Golly. it? I think it was like ninety eight. You guys won or you ninety nine? Ninety eight, we won. Yep. Yep. So that, that was the first. That was after Michigan, Correct. and that was the first BCS with Fulmer. Right. And then he loses three or four games that end this last couple seasons when he was tail end of his coat here right. in Tennessee to be exact and right. then you get him out of Jodge and it's the same shit over and over and over again exactly. and it's the same thing with with, uh, with Nebraska hmm. so in my opinion it's just like they don't trust anybody they right. want it back to when it's Fulmer now Fulmer's the AD exactly is he gonna hire himself <laughs> That's my, that was my first thing when you guys you guys what's the okay so tell a story with Greg Shiano what was this sure. whole thing golly well, and again, a unique perspective up here in Columbus with not really hearing a lot of that stuff with his hire. Granted, him and Urban were friends before, it sounds like, and a lot of that story, the players that are playing now were like, this was like before they were even high school athletes. A lot of people I don't think were even aware of that, you know, of how big that story was. You know, the young athletes, I'm saying, that are here now. So I think rehashing with all Penn that State. was a big deal with Penn State, yeah. correct, and Sandusky, excuse me, yeah. So... The Shiano thing was was unique. I think that Tennessee smelt that we could get some more Tennessee guys back to the program, back to Knoxville. Shiano obviously is not one of those guys. He's outside the circle. Right. Checking his resume, checking for bad blood, something turned up, and I think it was easy to to you know point fingers. Obviously, you know that is a that is a very touchy subject, and it's a big deal. He yes. never went on the stand. You know, I I think we all got the story back out and read about. You know, did he ever was he ever indicted or anything? It's a like he that. said, she said situation. Exactly. exactly. Nothing right. ever came of it. And then you also after the situation happens, you have Urban backing him up, 
and you have Bill Belichick, one of the probably the greatest coach we've ever seen. Right. I realize you have Nick Saban, but Bill Belichick wins it at the highest level. Right. Saban failed at that at that level. Sure. And that's why he came back to college. Well, right. And when you say, oh, Shiano is a defensive minded coach and he's un- he's a guru, is what they call him. Correct. And then you get this whole situation of Tennessee fans and, and media guys and they're just blowing it out of proportion. Right. It puts a bad name on him. And now I've heard uh, stories that he's going to sue your school for putting a bad name on him. Yeah, I, I've heard that too. And I I understand for his family and for his sake, the public defamation that happened, I, I get that. And yeah. I don't know the details of how he can sue. And, and um, apparently the chancellor had not signed the contract, though some Tennessee officials had signed so he flew in, of course, was run out of town. There were there were riots. Um, yeah. I'll tell you a neat thing for the for the program and the fan base to come together and to show the power of unity through social media and, and you know even in sports. It yeah. was really neat to see. Uh, and also Peyton Manning had some real uh, interesting things to say about Shiano. Had some rough um, run-ins with him of him telling his players to go after some ankles yep. during NFL games. Uh, people were saying that it's the only coach that Peyton Manning has ever cussed okay. about or cussed yeah. to. So I'm sure you saw that. And in the end, it to me, it wasn't a good fit. So say what you want about the guy. It worked out for you guys probably in the right. long run. Right. But it sheds such a bad light on you guys right now. I think I think there's a there is a level of embarrassment that was not expected. And I think, to your point, it's been uh, so public yeah. that it's almost like, what's the answer going to be? And it can't come... Super, super quick. And that's what brings us up to now with the search, with Fulmer taking over the 80 spot. Very interesting. There's a lot of questions. You got, again, going back to that Michigan thing, taking over to the players. Brady Hope was your interim coach. Correct. Isn't that funny? But it was weird because Butch Jones was on the hot seat right after. I mean, you guys went 0-3 to start the SEC and lost uh, a couple big games there to begin with. And like, oh, he's going to fire him. And it just never happened. It never happened. Never. You guys, didn't you play Alabama this year too? We did. And you just never, it just, yeah, kept rolling through. I was like, why are they not firing him yet? Like, are they just keeping him until next year? That makes sense. Right. Then they fire him with two games to go. Brady Hoke takes over, goes 0-2. But what coach wants to come in now? They, they interviewed Mike Gundy mm-hmm. from Oklahoma State. Correct. And he's like, Cowboy for life. Hell no. Cowboy I'm not. for life. He, and so he was smart, though. He, did, he played his cards tremendously. He went to Tennessee, came back, and talked to his AD at Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Said, "Hey, man, they're offering me a boatload of money, barrels of money. I want to race. What do you want to do? <laughs> That's right. Oh, here you go. Here's three million more dollars. Exactly. If you want to get paid, interview for the Tennessee job. So it's that's kind of a- so it makes sense in the long run if you're a coach like that. Right. The funny situation is though, I think the best coach out on the market right now is Lane Kiffin, but he will ne- obviously he'll never come back to. But if it wasn't ten- well, if this was a different school. That he never coached at. Say he did this at South Carolina sure. and had this crazy debacle with, and now he com- can come back to if he can coach Tennessee. I mm-hmm. guarantee he would take the job yeah. because yeah. you guys are thinking at a rock bottom right now. Right. And if he even goes say eight and four next year with the offensive style he has, mm-hmm. he would be looked at as a god in that town. Right. Right. So who you got? Do you know who you're going after? Have you got your insights on this one? Yeah. I, well, talking to a few friends in Knoxville and a couple guys that of course follow the program religiously. They're looking for a defensive-minded coach. There's a couple different... So you're switching from offense. Correct. Switching from <laughs> okay. offense. One thing we need. Um, I think that Fulmer is is taking over the reins, like you know what we talk, we said earlier. I think the boosters are also working with him hand-in-hand. Hand. Yep. I, I don't know the situation with the Haslam family, okay. who owns the Browns. We can leave that there if we yes. need to. Yes. They also are from Knoxville and have a, a huge say, um, of course. Um, 
But but with those names, interesting, a name from Alabama, Jeremy Pruitt. Okay. Who's defensive coach at, at Bama. I think he's the D.C. at Alabama. Yes. Um, is still one of the top contenders. Les Miles is another one, yep. so more of an offensive-minded guy who eats grass. I mean, Les Miles has been thrown around because he was let go of LSU last year. Or was it two years ago? Uh, I believe it was two, two years, years ago. Because Ed, Ed Orgeron stepped the coach. in, correct. Yes. Two is his second year. So right. this is this is a unique story with him. I mean, same thing as Gruden. His name will be tossed around, but I don't think he will come back unless the situation is perfect for right. him. Groomers will stay groomers, 100%. 100%. Right. So now looking, anything else to say about this before we go? To, who do you think you guys will get? He's going to stay in the circle? Are you going outside the circle? Because Tennessee family's big. Right. It is. It is. I mean, it's it's a it's a big time program, like you said. It's it's storied history. Um, I think you've you've almost got the Woody Hayes of our time yep. for UT, if that makes sense. Back in the driver's seat. So Fulmer's there. He's going to make good decisions. I think. I think the fan base trusts him. I think Knoxville yes. trusts him. Uh, they're talking about you know it feels like '98 again, which is a, a phrase that's come up a lot recently, and much to, to the fan base's chagrin. Uh, has not been the case. There's yeah. just not been big games won, both in Neyland, especially on the road. So I think what you have is is Fulmer contacting friends, Les Miles, probably some older coaches. I, I think why we're also going for some defensive-minded coaches yeah. as well. I think we may hire one of the defensive guys. I don't think it's going to be Les, but no one really knows. And I think that they'll probably put this to bed here in the next few days. They need to. They do. This dumpster fire has been burning for a long time, longer than this L.A. fire out west. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yes, time will tell, and it's going to take a couple years to get out of what the mess they have right now. Right. But it'll be fun. It's going to be fun watching this. It'll be, be cool to see what happens. Yes. I mean, you guys have a 100-plus thousand stadium yep. in the SEC, the it biggest rocks. down there. Go if you've never been to a game. It's awesome. You guys got to get somebody good. That's the pro- I mean, you have the facilities. You have the, the history of the program. Right. Everything's in your way. I mean, you have everything going for you except this whole debacle now. But now we're finally paving the way. That's right. We'll see what happens. There are some other coaching changes that have happened, though, in the past couple weeks or this past year. I want to talk about this Oklahoma, or Oregon State craziness. Oh. All right, guys, so you get to stay with me here. Going back to 2014, Ohio State won the Big Ten with Cardale Jones, 59-0. The coach for Wisconsin at the time was Gary Anderson. Now, he took over for, for Brett Bielema. Correct. When Brett Bielema left for the SEC because he lost recruiting battles to Ohio State and thought, you know what, I'm so sick. He thought Urban right. to being a dirty guy, recruiting people, because he had a guy committed to him, decommit, and then go to Ohio State. Whatever it was, he went down to Arkansas. Ended up getting canned this year because yeah. he couldn't yeah. win. Wisconsin does a complete 180 right. and just keep – I mean, I guess you could say just kept winning. I mean, right. they weren't not, it's not like they were losing. They, they just no. kept winning ball right. games and getting right. a, a Big Ten championship. Now, Gary Anderson took over that team. Took him to the Big Ten Championship and got slaughtered. You think, okay, this guy's going to be the guy for the next couple of years. Right. This guy is their answer. Unfortunately, they came into the probably the best Ohio State football team that I, ever. Yeah. At my lifetime, for sure. I don't yeah. know. Back, I can't speak for back in the 80s and 70s or even the early 90s. Right. He left right after that game because he was from the Oregon area, thought it was a better fit for him, and takes over for Oregon State in the north of the Pac-12. Right. Well, he doesn't do a good job at all. No. He gets fired no. this year. No, he doesn't. Jonathan right. Smith takes over. They're, they're like assistant guy. Right. And, and, and it was a dumpster fire there as well. Right. Wisconsin fi- or hires 
Paul Chris, and Paul Chris has just kept the job. Exactly. So I don't think Paul Chris is going anywhere. You see two old Wisconsin guys get fired the same year after leaving the same year. Right. It's a unique situation. I feel bad for Gary Nissen, though. Yeah. I just don't I just don't understand, like, why would you leave a Big Ten program that wasn't going in the wrong... I mean, Oregon State hasn't been known for a winning program. Right. No. And you're leaving a top-tier team in the Big Ten when the Big Ten was on the rise right. to go to... An average team at best in the Pac-12, and now a bottom feeder in the Pac-12. Exactly. You almost can't explain it. I mean, they 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 have Oregon out there. They don't have a whole lot of good football no. in that neck of the woods. Hadn't been winning a whole lot. I agree. I I don't know. It's unique. Um, and then let's talk about the other team in the SEC, Texas A&M, folks. The SEC is on crazy. We're, I'm gonna talk about this right now. Nick Saban is the downfall of the SEC. Yep. And the problem I have with this now, you guys are like, you're cra- you're crazy, Bobby. Why are you even saying this? Nick Saban, folks, is the greatest coach in the SEC history. Yeah. And now, Bear Bryant was great, but they didn't have the Final Four back then. He didn't have to play anyone outside of of going out of their bowl game and playing a Big Ten SEC school, whatever. Or, uh, I mean, Pac-12, excuse Mm -hmm. me. Right. What you have now is the Nick Saban plateau. It's him or bust. Right. And that's the problem with these coaching uh, teams. Now you have A&M, you had Manziel, when you had Kevin Sumlin. And someone was doing a great job. He goes eight four, eight and four, nine and three, whatever it is. Not good enough. You're not winning championships. Right. Get out of here. We don't want you. Absolutely. So let's get, let's give ten million dollars a year now, seven point five to Jimbo Fisher, who won a championship back in twenty thirteen. Right. So yeah, it, it doesn't 13. make it doesn't make sense in my opinion because nobody's gonna be Nick Saban. Right. I mean, he's right. the only guy to be that good at his job. And so you see in Tennessee, Phil Fulmer can. Urban Meyer took over when he was in the SEC then. That's when, oh, you got to be Urban Meyer good. Nick Saban comes over, Urban leaves. Yep. I mean, it's, it blows my mind of how big of an icon he is down in the South. Right. So Jimbo Fisher now is in A&M. Is he going to win there? Is he going to get the win? Is he going to get wins enough? He thinks he can, is, according to him. You know, I wouldn't have thought that was a better job than Florida State, but I think he's getting more money. More money, exactly. More love. He had, um, he had I mean, I don't know if you follow the stories with him this year. The, the fan club and the boosters around him collapsed. They 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 left the Jimbo yeah. train. Well, look at their record. You know, I mean, it was. Yes and no. You lose one game, you lose your quarterback. The team can fall apart. Sure. Now it takes a coach like Urban Meyer to keep the team together and keep right. triple triple back the quarterback to win a national championship. But you start zero and one, you still have a chance to win the ACC. Sure. You've done it in the past before with the same coach and same players. Like Alabama, right? You right. played the best team, second best team, I guess, the defending champs, right? And you lose. So, why panic? Right. Why why do that? You lose a whole bunch of games you don't need to lose. They finally end up six and six. They had to play Louisiana Monroe last That's week. Right. The drive to six for Florida State this year. Yep. Can 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 he win out in the SEC West? I, I think he can do a good job. Yeah. I, I I think he's I think he's a good coach personally. In my opinion, he's coming in as like the fourth best team out there. Sure. He's still behind LSU. Yeah. He's behind Auburn, who's the defending champ right now in the West. And you still have Bama. Well, right. And we don't even know about Auburn's coaching situation with Malzahn? Gus Malzahn. Is he saying he's leaving? Well, he he essentially wants more money. Oh. He So he should apply for the Tennessee Does job. He? But he, he, he literally... Uh, I just, I, there's the same thing about boosters and fans not quite giving him the love that he thinks he deserves. So you've, you've had rumors of Arkansas and a couple other different... Posi- schools, positions. It makes no sense to me on the outside just hearing this and saying, why would you leave Auburn right now when you were that close? But, you know, yeah. apparently, again, it's about, in this day and age, the money, the money. And, and the love and the 
quality of life. I understand it's his job and his family. So I mean, you're in the SEC. The money down there is large. Yeah, I mean, you have to pay these guys no top dollar right. for sure. No shortage. So I look at this now. You have nine of last out of fourteen teams. The SEC have changed coach the last two years. Right. What will happen? I, I guess we'll. we'll t- I mean, A and M is going to be crazy. Last last team we talked about Herm Edwards. Yeah. He has to be an analyst. Herm. Guy has not took a head coaching job in the last ten years. Right. But he was in the pros at that point. Mm-hmm. He has not coached a single college team in God knows when. I got to look this one up. He's now coaching at Arizona State. His hiring process. Did you hear his interview? No, I've not heard this. The guy. I don't know who the interview was. I'm gonna say Bobby Levine from. Devil, whatever it was, it was sure. the, it was the Devil's uh, yeah, so paper. Where he goes, yeah. he goes. Where are you guys located? He goes, well, right here in town. Like we're the Sun Devils, right? And he didn't. He, I don't think it registered in his mind that oh my god, they're the Devils because they're named after our mascot. Wow. Yeah, it's. I think that's gonna be the worst hired coach you could possibly think of. I, I, it's a head scratcher for me. Honestly, it's great news for Todd us. Graham, I thought Todd Graham was doing a good job there. Yeah, you know, it's hard to win the South. They, they were. Down this year, it, it appeared, did not watch a lot of Arizona State football, I will be honest. Pac-12 after dark. It's, it's dark, man. It's, yeah, it's late. After dark. No, they were not where they wanted to be. But Herm Edwards, to me, is a head-scratcher. And he's, you know, I think he's a he's a, he's a funny guy to listen to on he's TV. Goofy. Don't know if he'll be, a, you know, a funny guy. All right, here, here's his coaching stuff. All right, so last time he coached was in 08, Kansas City Chiefs. He coached the Jets from 01 to 05. The last time he had a college coaching job, he was a defensive backs coach for the San Jose State University team back in 89. East versus West. 89, folks. Right. Unbelievable. So we'll see what happens to him. I mean, there's still there's going to be more coaches fired, I think. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a, it truly is a carousel. Maybe Saban's driving the carousel. He I, is I driving the carousel. the carousel. yet. You want a head coaching job? You want to quit real estate and become a head coach? Dude, I just want to raise. So, I mean, I'm not sure you're paying <laughs> I'm here, looking at this. You, I mean, you look at these offensive plays. I mean, Urban Meyer's running the same. Run up the middle. Okay, yeah. pull it back and let JT run 21 times a game. Well, I right. think I can I call the same play. <laughs> That's so, not exactly. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> Again, Colin Skinner here joining the, the table here. Thank you for yeah, coming Bobby, on, Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. I would love that. Awesome. Let's Again. Tennessee graduate. He is also in line for the coaching job there. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> they're right. coming Former, to him. I'm coming for you. They're coming for you, Fulmer. Thank you guys so much. And everyone out there, be safe. Go Bucks. Go Vols. Go Vols. Uh oh. Big boys. <laughs> SEC. Get out of here.